changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with today's Friend Friday podcast for you. This is the day we bring in someone interesting from the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. And today I'm pleased to introduce you to Aurora Winter, who joined our family recently with a really powerful and transformative story in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. Hey, Aurora. Hey, so great to be here with you today, Amy, and serving the listeners. Well, thanks. You know, we were so lucky to get Aurora as one of our writers because she is a well-known author. She's frequently featured on radio and TV. She's formerly a film and TV executive producer. And she's written some pretty amazing books. And that's why she's been on ABC and CBS and Fox and Oprah Radio. And she's all over the place as a speaker and a trainer and an author. We're going to start out talking about her story from her book, From Heartbreak to Happiness, which is about how she healed after losing her 33-year-old husband, leaving her with their four-year-old son. So Aurora, let's talk about this incredible story that you wrote for our book. Oh, yeah. It's such an honor and privilege to be in the Chicken Soup book. It's so fantastic. Yeah, as you can probably imagine, um, my 33-year-old husband died suddenly. I had a four-year-old. So I felt like Humpty Dumpty. I felt like my life had smashed into a million pieces. And I didn't know if I could put those pieces back together again, nor did I even know if I wanted to super glue them because I was so heartbroken to lose, uh, to lose my, the love of my life. And, you know, people kept telling me, well, you should be over it. It just takes time. But two long years passed and they were very gray, dreary years. And I, I wasn't getting over it. I wasn't getting through it. I, you know, I soldiered on because I had a beautiful son to take care of, but there was no spark in my step. And then my, my life changed on the second anniversary of my husband's death. I had this dream and it was definitely from the other side. And it totally changed my life. And in the dream, my late husband uh, came to me and he reached out the only way he really could, which was through this dream and asking me these three questions. And I was so angry with him. I'm like, well, how could you leave our son without his father? You know, I didn't want to be left either, but how could we leave our son? Anyway, his questions were, if you had it to do all over again, would you still marry me? And I thought about it, all the good times, you know, we went sailing, we had businesses together. I'm like, yeah, I'd still marry you. And then he asked me the second question. And the second question was, well, if you had it to do all over again, would you still have our son? This time the answer was obvious. I would, of course, have our son. He's the light of my life, my joy, and my blessing. And then in the dream, he asked me the third question. And this is the one that really rocked my world. He asked, well, given those two answers, would you want to know that I would die young? And it was like in my dream, like I gasped. The question was so unexpected and it really took me aback. And I searched my heart for the answer and I discovered the answer was no. I wouldn't want to taint the joy that we did have with dread. And that dream changed my life. Those questions changed my life because it allowed me to really appreciate what I had had with my husband and to not feel um, that anything was, was broken 
by him dying so unexpectedly. And from that point on, I really started to heal and I went from heartbreak to happiness. And I'm so grateful to that dream. It was so real. I just, in my heart of hearts, know that it wasn't just a regular dream. This was, uh, I think, a communication from the other side. That is an amazing dream. And I think it's an incredible message for anybody who's going through the grieving process now. Those three questions, if you had to do it all over again, would you still marry me? If you had to do it all over again, would you still have our son? And would you have wanted to know ahead of time that I was going to die? Those are amazing questions and will help everybody, I think, find comfort and acceptance and closure because, of course, almost all of us would say, no, of course I'd want to still have you in my life, even though it meant that I was going to end up having to lose you. Yeah. You went ahead and you created a whole grief counseling business from this, right? I did. It was initially, I had to figure out for myself, how could I go from heartbreak to happiness? And that, you know, I shared that journey in the the book from heartbreak to happiness and intimate diary of healing, which really is just pages from my diary. But every now and again, I would have a shift in my happiness or in my consciousness. And this dream I just shared was one of those shifts. So after uh, finally being happy again, people would ask me, well, how did you get happy again, Aurora? I mean, that was so tragic that your husband died at the age of 33 when your son was only four. And so first I just helped people over tea or over lunch, but gradually people kept asking, how did you get happy? How can I do it too? So I put together all of the things where I had a dramatic shift in my, in my recovery process and later trained coaches at the Grief Coach Academy with a nine-step recipe recipe. And so far, everybody's, you know, come out the other side much happier and also changed in a fundamental way. I think there is a blessing in in death or in grief. It's kind of a wake-up call. Like, we don't have forever. Don't just go through the motions in your life. You know, what really matters in your life is what we are asked with death. I mean, my mom died recently. And again, it's challenging us. Death is challenging us to really live our life in the way that, is aligned with our values. So I think there really is a value in that. And that's the training that we do at the Grief Coach Academy. My mom died this year as well. So oh, I've, wow. Yeah, so I've been going through that. When did your mom die? She actually died uh, January 2016. So mine died January. Now. Yeah, mine was January 2017. And it's caused a lot of changes in my life. And now I'm going to sound like I'm being completely practical, but it's really taught me to throw stuff away. Yeah, it's very interesting how, how important that is. But I think what grief is really about the past. Grief is all about our minds or our hearts saying that shouldn't have been that way. And we're pushing against the past. But the past is never going to change, no matter how much you think it should have been different. Um, and now what I like to focus on is also shifting people to the future. I think happiness really resides in the present moment to take empowering actions to build the future that you want, whether that empowering action is letting go of stuff that doesn't serve you anymore, whether that empowering action is, yes, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to build a business. And then happiness lies in taking those actions in this moment, in this present moment, and then going forward into the future and building something. So that's why I have one foot in each camp, both love to help people release the past, find peace and acceptance with it. And also I love to help people, you know, write a book or build their future because that's the momentum that will really pull you out of the cesspool of grief. That's my experience anyway. That, that's really interesting. Now, let me ask you, when your husband came to you in the dream and asked you those amazing questions, 
Have you thought about whether you like played the role of your husband in your dream and that you said, okay, this is what he would say to me? Or are you sure that he came to you? Like, how do you know the difference? Because I sometimes think that in our dreams, we know that other person so well that we say, okay, this is what he would say to me, you know, and we play Mm -hmm. both parts. I drink a lot and I, you know, I studied dreams. I know Kelly Sullivan Walden and I know that, yes, you should look at the dream from all aspects and consider if you're playing each role. And I do do that normally with my dreams. And maybe you're right, Amy. And still, I really feel no, this was from another side because the questions shocked me so Mm -hmm. much. I don't think they would have shocked me quite so much if they had been coming from another part of me. And maybe you're right. Maybe they were. It doesn't really matter in the end because the questions allowed me to let go of that bitterness that, you know, God was punishing me. So put it in my book, From Heartbreak to Happiness. I just love to just share Emily Bronte's quote, because it really goes with all of the stories, I think, that are in the Chicken Soup for the Dream book. I've dreamt in my life dreams that have stayed with me ever after and changed my ideas. They've gone through and through me like wine through water and altered the color of my mind. I love that quote from Emily Bronte. It's really powerful. I love that image about wine going through water. That that really works. And I think that this dream, I think that people are going to read your story in our book and people who are going through grieving will make tremendous steps forward just because of reading your story about the three questions. So I thank you for having included that in our book. People do have shifted from me sharing that story. So I hope that it just spreads happiness and People want to learn more and get free videos. They can go to getcoachtraining.com or griefcoachacademy.com and they'll get even more resources for free to help them go from from heartbreak to happiness. Or they can go to auroralinter.com and find out more. So did you have any other manifestations of your husband beside that dream? Have there been any other kind of weird and wonderful things that came about for you or your son after you lost your husband and and your son's father? There were actually so many, and I didn't report all of them in my book because I thought they might lock me up if I shared all of them. But I can tell you one that really felt like it was a gift. You know, it's hard being a single mother. And uh, my son really wanted to be a video game designer. So two things happened, and I don't know, maybe my husband's hands were in that. So my son got um, a mentor when he was 11. He had a mentor who worked at Electronic Arts, whose father actually launched Electronic Arts. Uh, Tarney Williams, and and he mentored this little 11-year-old at how to make video games. And then my son wanted to get into university, and he only applied for one university. He only applied for one scholarship, and it was $60,000. But his mentor was now having a high-up job, so he wrote him a nice letter, and I helped him write a letter. So he got a $60,000 full-ride scholarship to go to university. And I'm like, you know, I feel like that was from the other side. He's like, yes, I will cover university uh, tuition after all, even though I'm on the other side. I don't know. I like to, I like to think that that was from David, my late husband. And now, curiously enough, that same man who was my son's mentor and who wrote the letter that helped him get the full scholarship is a client of mine. And he's taking the million dollar message training. And I've been able to help him raise about $700,000 for his brand new company, which is in virtual reality and augmented reality. So there's some kind of uh, interwoven connection happening there that's, that's blessed. I'm amazed that your son got a $60,000 full ride scholarship. That is really, really fabulous, especially for a single mother. What a relief for you. 
oh, what a relief. And I was like, come on, you got to apply more than one place. He's like, no, I'm going here. <laughs> and he actually did. So that wow. was a total blessing. And I thanked the heavens. I'm like, thank you, David. That was, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I really, I feel clear in my heart. I'm not sure if it's thinking or feeling, but that there is life on the other side. And I had some quite um, difficult to convey in words, but really profound experiences, both with my mom passing and with my husband passing. So I have that, that certainty. I don't know with your mother passing, what also shifted in you besides cleaning things up and letting things go? Uh, I guess I really felt my place in history, and I'm very aware of her legacy and all of the wonderful character traits that she passed on to me. And, um, Mm. you know, I'm very, very grateful for those. And I used to look in the mirror when she was still alive, and I'd see my mother, and I'd think, oh, my gosh, I'm getting older. And now I see my mother in the mirror when I look at myself, and I'm happy to see my mother in the mirror. I do the same thing. Actually, I had a, a, a kind of a dream or something from the other world when my mother passed a few months after she died. I was still grieving, even if you're the founder of the Grief Coach Academy, you still grieve. And uh, as I was falling asleep, it was like she came to me in the room and she asked me all these questions. And they, it was like she was pulling the memories from me, like as if she was strumming a harp. And uh, she'd ask a question and I would remember all these really cool things, like the year that we took off to go to Europe with her and this and that. And just it ended up being such a sweet connection. And I felt like there's nothing broken in this love. She may be on the other side, but we're still in communion and after that experience, that just totally healed my grief for my mom's passing. So, Wow, you're pretty good at these, these dreams with these transformative <laughs> questions. That's quite a skill. So what are some other <laughs> action steps that people can take to help themselves, whether they're recovering from you know, the death of a loved one or something more every day, such as a divorce or a breakup or having a child with special needs or losing their job. Can you give us a list of action steps people can use to overcome their grief over all of these things? I can actually. So let me give you uh, five quick steps. And uh, people kept asking me that. So I came up with a recipe. So the first step is to just take a couple of deep breaths and come fully into the present moment. And then ask yourself, you know, is this painful thought about the past? the present or the future. And usually you'll find that that challenging thought or painful thought is not in the present. It's, it's in the past, the past never going to change, or it's in the future, in which case it is hypothetical. So then the second step is to express your feelings. So give yourself permission, vent in your journal. That's what I did. Later became a book, had no intention of that. Uh, share with a friend, just allow yourself to just dump all those feelings without censoring them. So express your feelings. Then the third step is A for appreciate. This is the peace method, which is a trademark process that I have. The A stands for um, basically what happened in this dream. Accept what happened. So see if there's some way that you could make space to allow or accept what happened. And if you want to take it even deeper, ask yourself, like, is there some way I could appreciate uh, what happened or appreciate the situation of the person? And then the third the next step is to consider the contrary. So whatever your painful thought is, like my mother shouldn't have died, see if there's a, a reverse to that. So in my case, yeah, my mother should have died because, you know, she, she was in pain at the end and wasn't able to speak or, or move. 
So that was not a good life quality. And then E is to really um, do something with enthusiasm, which means to be filled with God. So choose to, you know, take, you can, you can do that process in just a couple of minutes, or you can take a half an hour if you want to go deep. But then at the end, choose to take some action. So uh, if that action might be as simple as forgiving yourself, forgiving somebody else, a great action to take is helping others. When we're having a pity party, one thing that can pull us out of it is to seek to help others. And that five-step recipe, I go into much more detail in my book, Grief Relief in 30 Minutes. But those are some steps. So stay in the present moment, breathe, express your feelings, see how you can accept what happened, um, consider the contrary, that the opposite might be true, and then do something about it with enthusiasm. What are you filled with God? about. So there's some quick steps. I hope that helps, Amy. It does. I love that. Stay in the present. P, <laughs> express E, accept A, consider the contrary C, like, yeah, this should have happened. And E, do something with enthusiasm. Peace. I love that. Well, Aurora, thank you so much for joining us today. And for everybody listening, you can learn more about Aurora Winter at aurorawinter.com. Go there. You'll find all kinds of great information, um, really helpful. You'll find all of her books listed and all of her wonderful ways of dealing with grief and also of becoming happier. I want to thank you all for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. And I hope you'll visit our website and check out the new book that Aurora Story is in, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. Just go to chickensoup.com and click on podcasts and you'll see the book. And you can read a list of tips that we drew from the stories. And you can buy the book everywhere that books are sold. Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, your local independent bookstore. You'll find it at Chapters Indigo Stores and Costco in Canada. You'll find it in both countries at Walmart. You'll find it at Rite Aid, Target, Kroger, Amazon. And the book, by the way, is a bestseller. So we're very happy about that. Come back Monday for more inspiration. We're going to talk about another kind of epiphany that can bring peace to your life, and that is the power of forgiving someone, something that is especially important as we head into the holiday season. 